1960s, my father used to take us, my sisters and me, down to the stream that runs through the wood, usually after lunch in the winter, to have a boat race. We chose small, fat sticks for boats to be thrown into the stream where it entered the wood below a marcy patch in the dog field. He cut long wands from the hazels for what he called hoikers, the only way if your stick got caught in the deep trench of the stream that you could hoik it back into the main flow. No cheating was allowed, nor hurrying on of your stick if it happened to be drifting in a treacle-slow section of the current. It had to be stuck and immobile before you could push it back into the race with the hoiker. The finishing line was the chestnut bridge by the outflow from the lake. All of us cheated when he wasn't looking. Or there were clearance weekends and bonfires. The brambles and dead wood lopped and slashed away with bill hooks and bow saws, all piled onto a smoky fire the smoke finding its way out through the roof of the coppice chestnuts, as if through the thatch of a medieval hall. He would send me down to the wood sometimes to start the fire on my own before he came to join me. Start it small, he said, but make it as big as you can. Once he raced me to Bettenham, the neighbour farm to Sissinghurst half a mile away, him on foot, me on a bike. I remember him now stampeding down the track ahead of me, uncatchable and distant, however hard I pedalled. Or on a summer morning at breakfast on the bleached and knotty deal of the kitchen table, he would pour with me over a two-and-a-half-inch map of the weald, its grid lines pale blue, the occasional contours of browny-orange, the stipple of the scattered farms, the fleck of Kentish civilization, a grey background to it all, each with the blue spot of a farmyard pond. Why don't you go and see what the Hammerbrook is like here? That's a bridge four miles away downstream. Or here, where it joins the Butte. You see, where it says Roman Road, there, where it goes down the contours of that hill. Or look, a Roman Ford, miles away, south of Benenden, into another parish. Why don't you see if you can go and find that? And so I did alone on my bike for hours and days at a time, looking for these places that he had made precious and important to me. I learned to read the map, which I kept folded in my pocket. I found the Roman road dropping south through woodland beyond Benenden. He must have known it, but he never told me he did. A place reverberating with the past, a huge trench as straight as it should be, just wobbling here and there like a piece of furniture two thousand years old, half a mile long, exactly preserved and deeply creased into the Wealdon Hill. I remember it now, its runnel filled with autumn leaves, the hornbeams and hazels on its banks, unvisited, unknown, the most wonderful and vivid antiquity I'd ever seen. At the bottom of the valley, on a tiny tributary of the Rother, no more than two feet wide, trickling to the south, with ferns and moss around them, I found the smooth dark stones of the Roman ford, scattered in the stream-bed, as neglected as they had been since the Romans left fifteen hundred years before. I would return from these expeditions, excited and exhausted, unaware of the riches I was gathering. Only now do I see this as the best education a child could have, the private discovery of a stretch of country rich in buried meanings, so easily and fluently to hand, to be discovered with nothing more than a map and a bike. Seeing, I suppose, how much I loved it all, the finding of the way, the connections made in three dimensions which the map had hinted at and led one to, we started going on longer expeditions. One June morning, early, when the world was heavy with summer and greenness, 
We went for a long walk together through the flat, oak-hedged grasslands of the Low Weald, towards Billenden. I was about eleven, my father had a copy of Pevsner, and we walked from one fifteenth-century Wealdon farmhouse to another, through the cold morning, the leaves grey with dew, the sun blinking through them, maybe twelve miles or so, admiring the close-set studs, the pitch of the roofs, designed for thatch, now tiled, the rooted richness of this country. It's not the buildings I remember, though, but a long hay meadow on the Hammerbrook, a mile or two upstream, just the other side of Hammer Mill, which we came to as we circled back to Sissinghurst and breakfast. I'd never guessed that the world could be so beautiful, that an air of perfection was not something to be dreamt about, but could be experienced on your skin as a living, seen reality. I thought then, and can still imagine now, that the meadow was the most beautiful thing.